<laughs> it's recording. So, uh, how was your uh, week? Oh, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a long week for me. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Yeah. This job, man. This job's really eating away at me. Yeah, it seemed like an easy job. What do you you want to explain what you do real quick? It's an easy job. Okay. So I, I work for nurses mm-hmm. and I deliver that I, I work for nurses that test uh, actors on set. And then I deliver those tests to various labs across T- California. Tests test for COVID, right? COVID tests. Okay. Because yeah. so, some people might be like, like, like math tests. You know? <laughs> Not math. This is this is test. serious disease serious virus. Math math is serious too. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's 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 fun in the in the sense that I get to drive around and, and see California. Mm. And and you know it's most of it's close by because all the sets are relatively in the same city, but these labs and these if we have to go directly to the actors' houses, they're they're way out there. Do you go all the way to the 30, house, or do they meet you somewhere? No, like for some of them, we just have to go to their house. Oh, like you're a part of that and all that or anything. That's cool. Yeah. Have you gotten tested? I'm up the chain, though. Yeah. Are you gonna start no. doing tests? <laughs> <laughs> I I administer. I might start administering them. What, what does that it's mean? A little different. Than- it's a little different than it's like I just sit at a computer and then people come up and then I say, okay, the nurse is over there. Go see her. That sounds awesome. You're like a host at a restaurant, but a really sad restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like really gross, painful restaurant. Probably <laughs> people walk up and I, and I have no idea what stage they're at in their life. You know, maybe they're scared Yeah. and I'm just supposed to put on a happy face. Like, Hey, how's it going? Them. Like, not not good. I'm very sick. <laughs> that's that's why we test them, you know. Keep them away from the from the kids. Yeah, you walk in their house uh, without a mask, and you keep them safe. Yeah, today actually was the first time that uh, I watched a nurse do a COVID test with someone that already had or has COVID. Mm-hmm. like because like usually it's like a bunch of actors are on set like they don't really none of them usually end up being positive <clears throat> yeah and so the nurses are pretty chill about like everyone's wearing a mask of course and gloves but today we went to this guy's house and he's like yes i do have covid and i want to test my family because i uh, you know that's yeah. what she that's what she you would do and then she got out like her fucking like gown and like she put on this whole different outfit. <laughs> like she had a suit like in the back of her car. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, oh, and I'm standing here wearing like a like a green sweater <laughs> and like a, a mask with like little bananas on it. <laughs> it's like you both walk in, they're like, it seems like this guy's not taking it seriously. <laughs> You're just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, you're away from that, I assume. You, you don't you don't walk yeah, in no, there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we should probably introduce our our voices. It's true. So I'm Harrison. I'm the guy who doesn't do that. I'm Nate. A little and, higher uh, voice, and I think I got yeah, a little probably. bit of a higher voice than you. Yeah. You know, I don't realize how much of a deep voice I have until I record it and listen to it. <laughs> and it's like not like awfully deep. It's not like scary or anything, but it's uh, <laughs> it's lower, you know? Yeah. I also was blessed you with not it. having a, a weird transition with my voice. I went from a really high voice. <laughs> and then one day, I guess I woke up and like I went to school. I think it was in seventh grade the first day. And someone was like, whoa, <laughs> like your voice got low. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like really scared. <laughs> your videos on YouTube, man, if you watch those videos and then you listen to yourself now. Yeah, no, I, I forget until I watch those. Just a quick plug Crazy. on those videos. <laughs> if you ever playing Zelda Wind Waker, I, there's some good cheats and and stuff that I, I learned. Yeah. Like two videos on there. Yeah. No spoilers. Like 30 seconds long. <laughs> They're just to the point, you know? There's no BS, you know? There's, there's none of that like and subscribe, you know, BS. You got to get like a cool like dubstep intro <laughs> yeah it's like way louder than everything in the video <laughs> so it's like all right today you guys we're gonna do this it's like no <laughs> you're like trying to turn it down you know <laughs> and like an animation of like just your initials like spinning really fast or something yeah it's That's like takes a, it's a full minute <laughs> <laughs> they gotta get all the use out of the song you know yeah exactly like, i paid for someone to make this song you know <laughs> you're not gonna waste it you know a, a life-changing event happened to me yeah the other day so um one of my bandmates doesn't have a car so i usually drive him home mm. and he lives in like culver city which is like near santa monica but like kind of still the city yeah and after i dropped him off i got egged man my car got <laughs> egged. no way <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Two eggs. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, at least there were eggs, right? It, I get it's still nasty though, man. Yeah. It's oh, really you didn't clean good. it? I would have gotten a car wash like right after that because eggs just stay on was, shit, you know? It was nighttime, man. I I couldn't. <laughs> that's a that's and rough. I haven't had time. How loud was it's it? Still was it really there, loud? Honestly. <laughs> yeah it was like all right see ya see ya and then i started driving i was like dum, dum. <laughs> two eggs out of nowhere that's <laughs> I mean, a little funny i mean i'm sorry for the, your car but yeah i was like really upset for the moment but then after a while i kind of laughed yeah. it off you know i mean i may or may not know someone that at some point him and uh one of his friends through fruit <laughs> cars like from his balcony yeah and i can't imagine how loud that would be you know what i mean <laughs> are you cheesing cars what we, oh, we oh, yeah, cheesed like a car <laughs> that is true someone cheesed the car Crash we know <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's what i meant yeah, just a tip for the listeners i gotta plug in my computer real quick give me a second yeah, just a tip for the listeners while he's doing that is uh, if you buy craft singles, it's a really cheap way 
to prank your friends. You know, you just get the craft singles, you un- unwrap them and you put them on someone's windshield, you cover it and uh and it melts you know you just ruin their windshield they have a craft windshield you know (laughs) it's a good tip you know it's cheap yeah and uh it's not as traditional as egging yeah so uh in this this podcast we're talking about some albums that we like you know whether they're older albums that we like or or like albums that we recently discovered but we're uh, we're each going to talk about an album that we brought. We both listened to each other's albums briefly. But the mm-hmm. idea is to get someone who knows the album in depth to talk about it, and then the other person kind of has a cursory or like beginner uh, understanding of it, and just listen to it once or twice. So, yes, uh, yes. do you want to slowly get into that? You want to transition over? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Let's transition into that. Oh, we could talk about what happened today. That's kind of a big thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so as of today. So my album. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you you go ahead. I thought. No, say what... <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, we've been waiting on election results for about a week. And today we learned that Joe Biden is now the president elect with Vice President Kamala Harris. So that's kind of a thing big deal congratulations to them yes very congratulations to them that sounded stupid (laughs) very congratulations guys my roommates have been playing that election thing non-stop i'm sick of it what what like you know just like this area is blue right now but it might get red later (laughs) yeah i never watched those wait just wait for that yeah I, I didn't watch those, but I have a subscription to New York Times, and I refreshed it like every hour for the past week to watch it, just because I have genuine interest in uh, what's happening. But I don't, I don't want to like have some guy talking to me for the other hour of them not nothing happening, you know? Yeah, it was like um, I was watching TV. Right, we have a t- we have a lot of TVs in the house. I don't know why we have a lot of TVs. <laughs> There's a TV in my roommate's room. And I'm watching a TV outside in the living room. Mm-hmm. And he comes home. He's like, oh, I got to put on the thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching. He's like, oh, just watch my room. He goes and like cranks it up to 50. And it's just like, oh, this state right here. <laughs> and then he starts screaming at it. He's like, no, no. <laughs> like it's a fucking sports game. Yeah. I mean, I feel like some people treat it like it's a sporting event. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to close my door real quick. I, I feel like they can hear me. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a it's an important event, but uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's equal to a sporting event. I'd say it's a little more important than a sporting event, <laughs> just in general, you know. <laughs> um, oh, did you see the Lakers? Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's pretty important. Every time the Lakers are in the the playoffs, I feel like we need to to prep for civil unrest like we do. <laughs> <laughs> we did for the this Lakers fans are crazy man yeah i mean one is like you know They're our nuts. team won the other team lost and one is like more more systemic racism i feel like there's a difference but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't see much when the lakers won when That's the dodgers cool. won though it got a little crazy yeah i mean i flipped a car or two after that happened <laughs> jeez man just casually <laughs> What's your shirt you got on today? 
Oh, it's a, it just, it says end gun violence together. Oh, that's it's cool. A, it's a Tom's promotion. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, Tom's did some shitty things before. Oh, you know, really? You know about that, right? They, no. Uh, well, I mean, you know how they had like the, you buy a pair of shoes, you get, you give a pair of shoes to someone in need. Yeah. Well, they pretty much just like ruined governments because of it and like um, like entire like shoe economies and like things by just dumping Jeez. a bunch of shoes on people who like needed <laughs> shoes but then like everyone who sold shoes in that general area just like you know we're poor now oh. yeah <laughs> it's just like i don't know it, but yeah they, they're trying to trying to change their angle a bit yeah kind of a boring topic they have bobs though, you know? that's true well, you know? bobs are well fun. they don't they don't do that anymore you guys do bobs? <laughs> no, I'm saying Tom's doesn't do that thing. <laughs> I don't know if they do bobs, oh. honestly. <laughs> I'm not saying buy different shoes. But I'm just saying like, uh, if you're going to start a need. charity, maybe do some research before you dump shoes on an entire country. <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's talk you wanna, some music. Yeah. Do you want to start with mine or you want to start with yours? Um, I'll start with mine because I feel like I I I know the album you chose pretty well, and I'd like to talk about it maybe for a little longer than this one. Yeah. Do you want to go track by track, or do you want to give a quick overview first? Yeah, I'll do like a mix. Okay, I'll let you start. So, for those who don't know, Danny Brown is a rapper. He's released I think five studio albums up to this point, and in 2019 he dropped. You know what I'm saying. Pretty upside down question uh, mark at the end of that. Right. And no spaces. It's some it's like the it's like an artsy thing, I think. Nice. Artist, am I right? Artist. You never know. But I've been a fan of this guy for uh, quite a while now. His 2016 album atrocity exhibitions one of my favorite rap albums and same with xxx but uh this one came out and i don't know if you've ever seen a picture of danny brown i i actually did because he's on the his album cover for this one right oh right yeah he so looks that's like what he looks a, like now he gives me like iced tea vibes yeah you know what I mean by that? Like, and I'm not saying like they look exactly alike, but I, I imagined a much younger person, visually younger person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty old now. I think he's like 40. Yeah, jeez, get out of here, old but, people. You know. But before this album, and I don't know about what year, but <laughs> <laughs> I just I just told everyone who's old to get out of here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There goes there goes like half our viewers. Yeah. What, what young people listen to podcasts? <laughs> Sorry, <Ready>? moms. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it, before yeah. 2019, or at least the last time he came out with an album, he had like this huge, huge hair. He was missing teeth. Oh my! God. I think he was like addicted to crack or something. Oh jeez! Like I don't know, I don't know a lot about him, but I do think based on like what he says in some of his songs that you know he struggled with addiction and things like that mm-hmm. but then this album comes out 
and he's promoting it looking like a clean shaven man yeah and um I, I i like this album it's got some i'm not saying it's a perfect album but for a rap album and for danny brown it came out and i i enjoy it i listen to it to this day it's got a bunch of cool features on here we got rtj i know one of your favorites oh yeah i love love me some rt i'll talk about that when we get to that track <laughs> i have a story around them but you know I'll, I'll say my opinions on the track and and about rtj in general <laughs> rtj's run the jewels for those who aren't following that right right also jpeg mafia he's he's featured on one of the songs and then he produces one of the songs actually oh i didn't know that cool. yeah love, i'm a love big fan of him mm-hmm. love some peggy so you just want to you just want to go through it you got change up yeah first song change up first song so i i kind of like wrote my notes when i first listened to it like the first time yeah mm-hmm. but i my first initial thought on this one was like i okay so my introduction to danny brown was through this track uh, by vampire weekend <laughs> i know it sounds weird but because you know Dan, mm-hmm. danny brown's never been featured on track with vampire weekend but they did a version of step which is off of vampire weekends modern vampires of the city but danny brown sings the the verses partially and uh i never knew that and i showed nate it because i thought it was hilarious because if you know danny brown's sound it's very uh jarring and doesn't fit with vampire weekend even in the slightest <laughs> but uh, he comes in hard. So I was kind of expecting that sound. So I wasn't super jarred by that. And I like that sound. Like he's very, uh, very enunciating and, and loud and like mm-hmm. punchy. But yeah, I really liked that first track. Yeah. I was like, there's a clear flow like around with it. Like just like the rapping and like, I don't know. I just loved, I love his sounds. It was just a great warm up track. Good first track. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything to say about track two, a uh, theme song or track one, I should say? Um, for me, I guess when I listen to rap, I listen for like the rapping, of course, but I'm, I'm way more into like the, the sampling that's used and the production yeah. that's kind of mm-hmm. behind it. And mm-hmm. his, his production is just one of my favorites. It's, it's very simple, but it's always usually pretty catchy. Yeah. And I feel like the first two songs, just the sample is what gives it the vibe, you know. Mm. The the massive like the, uh... good. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like the the uh, massive portion or the massive portion of rap that I like because uh, I'm kind of slowly getting into hip hop and rap. Um, like starting or like I started in probably 2016, which is way late to the game for me. Um, is is not overproduction and like for the first track at least mm-hmm. when I was going into it it's like none of it's overproduced but that one specifically like it's very clean you know like there's not a lot going on but there is a lot going on too right it's just super simple Mm -hmm. like you're not i don't know getting thrown around like the early 2000s a lot of like hip-hop and rap from there is just like so much happening but uh in track two theme song uh i there's like a kind of reverb production that you don't hear a lot in rap in general and like I immediately was hooked on that. And like um towards the end of the track though, I felt like it was getting kind of repetitive. Like it just kept going. Mm, that's a pretty but, long one. Yeah, but it kind of felt intentional compared to some of like the uh the extended tracks on this album. I felt like that one was like justified. It was still early in the album, so it wasn't gonna like skip or anything or feel the need to. Right. 
So uh, it was probably a good placement on his part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the samples in that one. The like the uh, like the whispering. Yeah. Well, I listen interesting through my studio monitors, and I listen to uh, through my headphones, just because like usually it's two different experiences. Just a tip for anyone mm-hmm. who who's starting to listen to music and critically look at albums, just listen to it in your car and then listen to it through headphones because uh, when people produce music, I feel like they go for for some things for both and some things for the individual. You know, you hear a lot more through headphones, but you hear a lot more space with like speakers. Yeah. Track three will like immediately grabbed me. Uh, like it's dirty laundry, uh, just because it's Track like very three, yeah yeah very eight bit synth lo-fi sound, which is like it's y- very cool. Anything that sounds remotely like it was recorded on like an old tape recorder and is mm-hmm. awful sounding is like grabs me, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely favorite <laughs> track on the album, dirty really? laundry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was up there for me too. I have some stars around some other ones, but that one was up there. The bass track on there, I really loved, like the uh, the synth they used. I put bass yeah, track and then like Chef's the... Kiss. You know, it was like I couldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't change it ever. You know, mm-hmm. the the I really like the drums on that song because there's there's light drums in the sample, but then like parts of the verses, the drums will actually like kick in, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but the energy from when that like the the Mai Tai he says like the yeah. Mai Tai part and then the mm. drums hit part gets me going man yeah. I mean so Love one, of, one of my favorite bands is Neutral Milk Hotel and I, I kind of dive into their older things with Jeff Mangum who's the lead singer <laughs> and some of some of that stuff turns into just straight up actually recorded like on an eight track recorder like real yeah. real tape and it, it literally is just noise and I consider that music. So anything that it pays homage to, to noise music, but like, you know, sound collage stuff. I like, so even just yeah. that, that lo-fi introduction in this album that didn't seem like it was going that direction. Lyrically though, that song was amazing too. Like I felt like it yeah. was like mm-hmm. ultra detailed, very, very like focused on like a topic. Yeah. The topic is, is also pretty cool. Cause it's like dirty laundry, but it's like, I left drugs in my pocket. Dirty exactly, laundry, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading a. A lot of his inspiration for this album was, he said like a lot of things, but it was like garage music, so like very unproduced, just like recorded like from one thing kind of yeah. music, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. He said a lot of British music, which, I don't know exactly like if that's a genre. It's not really a genre, I guess, but I guess music from that side of the world yeah was a big inspiration for him that's interesting i didn't catch that at all but i guess i don't really understand british music as like a genre or an inspiration to be held on yeah track four uh should we move on yeah i'm gonna move on track four three tears (laughs) so uh real quick turnaround for me on this one honestly (laughs) so uh run the jewels is not super super uh good in my uh heart <laughs> i uh, saw them live. why is that <laughs> saw them live back in i think it was like 2017 maybe uh with lord which you know as lineups go probably a bad idea to put lord <laughs> be like you know 20 year old pop singer uh who writes generally just slow emotional songs 
and run the jewels. Yeah. And and not just because the the music, but uh, the fans, <laughs> the the difference in run the jewel fans, <laughs> me and a lot of other, uh, or a lot of you know fifteen to twenty year old females, and then run the jewels fans, <laughs> were commonly like, uh, you know, probably eighteen to like forty year old males predominantly. I would say, I, I couldn't say that with confidence, but I would have to guess. It's kind of a, a critics rap group, hip hop group. And yeah. the entire time Lord played, we had these two dudes sitting behind us who RTJ already had played. And they were just going, RTJ, let me see, let me say RTJ. Let's see some RTJ. Like the entire time, anytime there was a moment of silence. <laughs> so it was just like, you know, Lord doing her thing and then like, you know, having her like ethereal show. And it was like, I, you know, stay awake at night sometimes. I was like, RTJ. Like every, every gap, like the entire set. Like, I'm not sure if these guys had an understanding of how concerts work. And like, usually after a band plays and the other people go on, that the a band that played already doesn't come back out. Like, I, I, I've never seen a show where that happens. Um, so uh, maybe they just didn't have an understanding. Maybe they missed it. I don't know. But man, that really... And I just didn't like hit their show in general anyway. Like I, I wasn't yeah. enjoying it. I never really listened to them before that. And like their show didn't get me. I've tried to listen to them since to like get rid of that bias. I'm just not into it. And it's honestly probably because mm-hmm. the bias. But on this track, uh, yeah. they didn't really get away from that for me. I didn't like their <laughs> verses much. I mean, yeah, it, their first verse reminded me of the Gorillas a lot, which like I like the Gorillas, you know. Um, you mean Danny Brown's verse? No, no, no. The, the first Archie J verse, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but like, like most Run the Jewels, for me at least, it, it felt a little cliche coming out of the gate, you know? Like when it came in right after Dirty Laundry, I was like, I don't know, this doesn't feel like a, something I've never heard. Uh, I right. got bored in, at two minutes immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it had a cool outro. I, I feel you. Yeah, you agree with that one? So this is the song that JPEG produced. Oh. I don't know if you heard at the beginning. He says he says he says JPEG at the or like JPEG says JPEG at the beginning. Really? He doesn't say like what what does JPEG usually say at the beginning of every song? You think you know me. (laughs) You think you know me. Bummer he didn't get to see. You know what that is? No, I don't. It's like the it's like the wrestling catchphrase for some for some famous wrestler i don't know anything about wrestling but oh you know because i jpeg mafia always reminds me of pro wrestling <laughs> same vibes you know i agree with you i'm not such a huge fan of the track but the production i do like a lot because I, I try and see past that because what's going on in the background i think is it's got some really cool stuff it's yeah. definitely a basic like boom bap hip-hop kind of song but then like the stuff he uses around the beat Mm -hmm. makes for an interesting, interesting outcome with, with all four of them there Mm -hmm. doing stuff. So uh, track five, unless you're, you were, uh, had anything else to say about that? Oh yeah. Uh, Belly of the beast with a Obong JR. Obong JR. I was going to say, I don't know. Obong jar, because I feel like the Y like doesn't make a lot of sense there. Um, 
uh the beat immediately i loved like probably my favorite beat on the album in general uh mm-hmm. what i assumed was uh obong jar's vocalization like i think on the choruses yeah um were amazing i loved because they both have pretty like i don't know at least in this song um not danny brown had has pretty jarring vocals like it's very different and then mm-hmm. danny brown has his style and they kind of like are, are very complimentary even though they're really different yeah uh i don't have much to say aside from that i, I really like the song it was probably a an upward contender for me mm-hmm. the song it's just it's just very weird to me like in in all like the weird like almost like breathy i don't even know what i would call that but just like that kind of goes throughout the whole song yeah it's, it's like a the, different Whoa! vibe yeah. yeah it's like i guess it's breathy it sounds like it's choking kind of mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, very very like yeah never heard anything like that type of song you know yeah which is like not something i thought was going to come out of this album especially coming after that rtj track so yeah <laughs> very unique you think uh, we're going to get hate mail for dissing rtj so much probably because <laughs> i like the i like the new ones. one yeah you like rtj4 yeah i like that one so I like the cover, you know, it, it reminds me of the other covers they have, you know, cause they don't do different art. <laughs> they just do the same shit over and over again. Good, good, very creative guys. My God, dude. You know, I'm just leaning into it at this point. I, I want the hate mail, you know? Yeah. From, from our one or two listeners who like RGJ possibly. But those guys, they'd kill us. <laughs> they'd shoot they us. They would. All the music nerds who love RGJ. Cause that's, that's their fan base I know of. Yeah. And dudes who go, RTJ, after they've played still, you know. Uh, Savage Nomad. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked the, the interlude bridge thing in the middle. Yeah. How it drops off really, like, I don't know, purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, not expected. Because, like, the beat is a really classic feeling. Like, it... Yeah. It didn't feel like uh, anything new, but it didn't feel bad or anything. It was just a very classic feeling beat. Right. Um, I got bored probably at two fifteen is what I wrote down. Like a, at the second minute ish, I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. on this one." Until it ended, because the drum solo at the end. Yeah. Never thought sweet. I'd hear a drum solo on this <laughs> on on a rap album in general. Mm-hmm. And sorry if I'm, I'm if there's a specific like famous example that I'm missing, but it was awesome i was not expecting it uh it woke me back up nice yeah i like that one too i don't know much to say about it you kind of said yeah so uh track seven starts the the path for me that i thought was the best like uh, i i guess section of the album mm-hmm. there was like a clear like uh, i feel like a break here like where it was like a two this would be where you flip the disc kind of thing right um because the the album is 11 tracks long and it's 33 minutes and 27 seconds long mm-hmm. which uh i always look at the length of albums before i listen to them because i am an asshole and i really only <laughs> listen to albums that are under 45 minutes 
even though there's so many exceptions to that and there's so many albums that I think are my favorite that are way over that that number mark I I feel like if an album is less than okay if it's an album specifically less than 40 minutes long like I'll give it like I'll listen to it and I prefer that because I think it's just you know it's a good piece to listen to all at once yeah um if an album is less than 30 minutes long I I like I flip out you know (laughs) Mm-hmm. i'm like no way you're you're so innovative you know that's the only reason i listened to that 100 gex album and i think oh, the, yeah is, yeah i mean because yeah I, I had heard about 100 gex um early on and i was like oh let me like look at how long their album is and it's 23 minutes long <laughs> and i was like okay i could give that a try and i understand why it's 23 <laughs> minutes long i don't think anyone in their right mind could listen to 100 gex for over 23 minutes in a <laughs> yeah. row which like and i'm saying that being a fan of 100 gex um yeah no it's impossible <laughs> um best life we were talking about best life yeah best life so uh, the track. narrative was like really clear on that one uh i like liked the lyrics a lot um mm-hmm. the the like beat and like the general production on this track entirely it just sounds like it's coming from someone else's car like stereo who mm-hmm. and their car stereo is like breaking mm-hmm. i don't I know i really like the sample i really like the sample for that song yeah the sample is is great for that one mm-hmm. i should look up all the samples that were used in this like what they're, where they're from oh yeah is there anything interesting because I, I didn't really like look that up but um, well, yeah, I wasn't supposed to, but yeah, in the break in the middle, the, uh, I guess it's like an interlude bridge thing. I thought was pretty interesting too. It breaks the, breaks the track up really well and like keeps your attention for like what would be otherwise semi-repetitive. Um, but it, it, it was very transporting track. I feel like I was taken to like the story he was telling and like, that's not super common for me. Like when it comes to rap music, like outside of Kendrick, I feel like the narrative is very, uh, it doesn't transport me to the time he's talking about, you know? Yeah. So uh, track eight, you know what I'm saying? Upside down question mark title track of the album <clears throat> is the second track on the, the length that I like the, uh, the specific section. Um, first of all, I wanted to mention, so I've put some music on Spotify before and I understand, you know, he's through a label and all that. I wonder how fucking annoying it is to get Spotify to put an upside down question mark <laughs> on your yeah. song and not capitalize it. Cause man, when I was trying to get this one album, all lower caps and, and the name lower caps. And it, it took like a month of going back and forth with like the <laughs> distributor of like, so you want it this word lowercase and it's like no i want the entire thing lowercase i'm like ah we can't do that and i was like that's not true you can't just not do that <laughs> like you're a liar <laughs> so it's like going back with like customer support so i imagine the people who are distributing the album had a an annoying time with that <laughs> i bet everything um, else is uppercase except for that yeah it's kind of weird but like putting a a, a different I, a character in there i'm sure was annoying but yeah for this song i liked the intro a lot <laughs> the analog bass is cool mm-hmm. um this is another one that features uh obong jar 
I, I'm yes. definitely butchering that name, right? <laughs> I, I have no idea what that name is. I have no Sorry idea. for fans of uh, that artist slash group. You know, I feel like he's been everywhere. That guy. Yeah. What else is he on? I feel like he's on um, some Kanye. Really? Maybe. Let me double check because I'm not. But I feel like he's been everywhere. I mean, we'll probably talk about this album later, but uh, when Party Next Door was on, yay, like specifically, I think they're on like Ghost Town, right? Or uh, the song's called Ghost Town, right? I think they're on All Mine. Party okay. Next Door? Yeah. Well, whatever it was, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm I'm all about that. And then recently I heard a Party Next Door album for the first time. Really? It, it's not it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it it no? was very very boring but uh yeah no i mean i'll give it a try again probably but man i was like oh oh when is this gonna end and i then i looked at what it was i was listening to because i was at work i was like oh that was that was bad <laughs> jeez i know I'm, I'm i'm really becoming uh polarizing with my opinions here but man didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> didn't like it no they're on ghost town and wouldn't leave sorry i had to look that up yeah ghost they're town not is... on all mine no really yeah i mean i can look at the writing credits on all mine but uh show credits uh written by i don't see party next door i mean i don't know their names or the guy's name if it's one guy there's a whole group of people who wrote it but definitely i don't see party next door in there but anyway so back to the album. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep uh, talking about the album. This song made me want to hear an album by Danny and this Obang Jar guy, uh-huh. uh, because I liked this song. It was like probably one of my favorite songs in the album. Uh, not a disappointing title track. It, I don't know the like I said the before like that back and forth vocal. It was just very like smooth and enjoyable yeah um the beat was great yeah anything else to say about that uh, that song no sir <laughs> the album that you brought <laughs> I, Sorry, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't think i'm ever going to be as detailed as you when it comes to to this kind of stuff yeah i mean that makes it's sense like, it's like yeah I understand the music stuff, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have a little more background with production, but it's true. You have a little more background, I think, with writing and uh, music theory. Yeah. Um, which is it this next one? No, it's it's the last one, I think. There's one song on here. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's the next one. Mm-hmm. Um. The uh, the one with JPEG Mafia, right? The uh, word I don't want to say spiritual. You can look it up if you want. Uh, <laughs> I could. I could, what time signature is that in? It's a. Uh, I think it's four four, but the guitar part or the backing track is just crazy. Yeah, like I think I, I was trying to look up terms that I have learned in like music classes I've taken and like intro to music. And I was like, I think it's in like duple meter, which is like means like there's just like two different time signatures happening. 
yeah but i couldn't tell yeah, because funny. i was like it, it works but yeah i, I was like okay like that won me plus like i like jpeg mafia already mm-hmm. and i was listen- looking forward to listening to this track but the jpeg verse is great it yeah it works so well like yeah, if really i hadn't cool. known jpeg mafia before this i'd have been like i need to listen to that guy for sure mm-hmm. um i the entire time though i was just so disoriented because i was like what the f- like what fucking like these sounds are amazing i yeah. love it but like i'm trying to figure out like what time signature is in it is in but like once i uh stopped that i was like nah this is this is sick like it's I just love a it. banger yeah. yeah probably my favorite track on the album i would say um, it was the first one that i heard that ends that gap where like if i'm if someone's listening to this album after uh they listen to this which um i probably should have said at the top maybe listen to the album before we start talking but right. yeah, if you're looking for opinions first, uh, then sure. if you only want to listen to three tracks, I, w- I would say Best Life through uh, the JPEG Mafia track, track nine. So track seven to track nine is like mm-hmm. the best s- stunt in that album. Yeah. If you don't have the 33 minutes to spare. <laughs> <laughs> if not that, then I would say the first three probably. Yeah, I, I figured you have a, something else to say about that. The first three is, is definitely a, a close contender. Yeah, but yeah, no, that song, man, that really got me into this album. Yeah. I don't know how I heard that one. I think what happened is the album came out, and then I scrolled through, and then I saw that JPEG was like on one of the songs, and I was like, oh, I better listen to this first. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing I did with the new Gorillaz album. I was yeah. like, what? Gorillaz and JPEG? I still need to listen to that. Uh, I... You told me to listen to it, and then I finally went to it after, and then, uh, and then as I is... said before, <laughs> let, me, let me look at the exact length because it's stupid long. It's a long one. It's like it has to be like an hour and thirty minutes or fifteen or something like that. It, it I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. And like, I did, ha- I did have to realize the deluxe is the only one that's on Spotify. Yeah. Um, not a sponsor. Uh. <laughs> uh but um yeah i i i i'm gonna listen to it because i'm sure it's good it starts with a robert smith song which like you know robert smith is i assume yeah um like yeah i i I need to listen to it but yeah i love that track when i saw that after you gave me this album to listen to i was like looking forward to that one that song i was when i started looking up if i could buy it on vinyl because i was like i'm probably gonna like this album a lot more mm-hmm. when i listen to it more uh the next one i didn't realize blood orange was the feature on this one right blood orange is an artist right yeah mm-hmm. okay i feel like i've heard a blood orange song before probably um but i think i said earlier that the beat on a different track was my favorite i think this one might have been my favorite beat actually mm-hmm. or, or at least a first or second because like that immediately was like what I, I went to. And then the backing vocals that are just like thrown around on this one, which from what I understand mm-hmm. from, I think the Blood Orange song I heard, it's he's a pretty like different artist, like not super run in the mill uh, yeah. when it comes to production. So I, that was probably the, the flavor that was added on this. Um, but aside from that, I felt like the Blood Orange involvement was underwhelming. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot else from there. But if if for anything... A win on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the song was more dynamic in general. Like, uh, 
I don't know, there was like higher highs and lower lows for this one compared yeah, to the definitely. rest of like the solo Danny Brown songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it was a songwriting credit and then there was some vocals, but yeah, I liked that one. Might might add that to the the track through you should listen to, you know, seven to ten. Oh, I actually Slauson Malone and Standing on the Corner produced that. And I had no idea that they did that. I don't know who those are. Slauson Malone is he comes out with some he's got like only two albums out, I think, because he just released another one. But it's just like some wacky, almost sound collage sample stuff. You should definitely check it out. He's really yeah. cool. Same I'll with Standing on, on the Corner. Mm. They're both like lo-fi-ish producer people. Mm. That's cool. That is cool. I didn't even know that. The more you know. Mm. Oh, and Paul White. Oh, love that guy. Yeah. I... <laughs> No uh, let's just let's just not even talk about him man yeah he, his name speaks for himself you know what I right, mean? Right, right 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 you just say that name and everyone knows who you're talking about paul, paul white. white he was the guy he's the guy yeah he's fantastic i mean aside from those things that he might or might not have done right um you know Shame no, on no him. specific thing but i mean who knows you know he could have not done anything and we wouldn't even know because he's just such a fantastic guy paul white paul white rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he's dead, dead i'll be sad i don't know <laughs> and, uh, so i have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right let's see what's going on here john paul um, white Oh, he's the he's the Grammy Award winning duo member of the Civil Wars. Oh, you, you know the Civil Wars, right? <laughs> I think I am aware of the Civil Wars, and not who I yeah. thought we might be talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, this that's a, that's a weird person to be writing, right? It is, yeah. Producing the Civil Wars are like are they like folk, right? They're folk, yeah. I hope we're talking about the right person. Thing. Like, what if it's a different Paul White? Because, like, that's oh a generic Oh, my God. Name. That's John Paul White, bro. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, like the wrong person? <laughs> like, when I typed in Paul White, it just came up with... No, but I'm seeing Paul White record producer. It's definitely a different person. Oh, uh, shoot. Yeah, no, this looks says, like, hip-hop and electronic. <laughs> He's got an album called Rapping with Paul White. I think there's someone like yelling, like, that's not who Paul White is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The guy from the Civil Wars is on this Danny Brown. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've hey, never, uh, never seen this. I'm looking at his discography and like stuff. And he it says he's active from 2007 to present. When do you think they decide when you become active? You know, hmm. <laughs> like Once when, you got a song on the radio. Like you're when, active when do you become like if you had a wikipedia when when will you become active <laughs> that's what it says on mine right now not active yet <laughs> <laughs> i haven't unlocked that part yet will become active yeah you haven't like gotten that uh that xbox achievement <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting for it to pop up in my mind the yeah. bling. <laughs> 
Like I was sick of the thing. You know? <laughs> that you can unlock like, like a new t-shirt or something. <laughs> you, know, you know, not while I'm driving, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the road that you're, there's an achievement on my screen. I think that would be the worst place for that to happen because how scared would you be? <laughs> Even if like this was a normal thing, like Xbox achievements in life were like a thing. Like if you were driving and just active, like wouldn't that be kind of scary? Like what's going to happen right now? <laughs> I'm walking out to leave. My mom's like, "Have a good day. I hope, uh, hope you don't get an achievement on the road." Yeah, she knows. <laughs> no achievements on the road. Hey, don't don't look at your achievements on the road. You can read them after. <laughs> it can wait. This we was the last that. achievement my son got before. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. No. <laughs> Like egg eater, you've eaten ten thousand eggs. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I guess. Combat. Combat. Last yeah. Track. Um, I, I liked the horn backing. I felt MF Doom vibes immediately. Yeah. Uh, like I was like, I feel like Doom could be on this track and like not listed because I, and like. I said that at the beginning and then like as the song ended, I was like, Oh my God, this is just like an MF doom song, but with Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. Cause like literally they do like the like MF doom, like kind of radio announced kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they do. Uh, the track ends. I was like, this is, I don't know so much that um, I got bored at like a minute 30, but um, the, the chorus, I don't know. I felt, felt like it was the best part of the song, but I just mm-hmm. thought the song was just like too long. I really felt that shine should have ended the song like ended the album Mm, yeah yeah i i i like this song uh it's produced by q-tip i don't know if you have any i'm familiar with those no it's a man (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm not i'm not entirely sure i just know he's like a a well-known producer i think Oh, he was from uh, Jesus. What? Tribe Called Quest. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that sounds very familiar now. Mm-hmm. I I apologize to to Tribe Called Quest and their family <laughs> for referring to the man as as a, an instrument to clean things. Uh, yeah, so I, he's pretty he's pretty well known, I guess. Yeah, very very important person. The thing that I feel bad about is like. There's always people that say like, "Oh, you got to know the history of rap to like get into it," mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, I'm not that well versed. Yeah, obviously, I'm not either. Mm-hmm. There's the, the tribe called Quest. I mean, I've listened to the that one album. I can't remember what the album is, but I also heard this one song on Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater One and Two soundtrack. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it samples uh, uh, "Walk on the Wild Side" by Lou Reed. And I was like, why yeah, is this Lou Reed song on here? But that's, that's a really good use of sampling. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I don't know, probably textbook sampling use when it comes to good sampling. But yeah, I, I thought the album was really good overall, though. Like, I probably would give it like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. On, I'm on a my big fan. end. Mm-hmm. No, um, I agree. I do have to mention, we probably we might have to break up this uh, this into two episodes. Yeah, this is... I just, didn't realize we'd be talking about Danny Brown for so long. <laughs> that's all right. We, we'll just break it up or we'll, 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably break it in two, though. Do we have to stop recording to do that? Um,